coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto. This is Live at 605, and I'm your podcaster, John. So we have a very special episode of Live at 605 for you guys this week. This would be the best way for me to describe it as the most chaotic episode (laughs) has happened so far. And I'm going to play you the audio. This is I'm recording this part right now after the actual episode was recorded because it was basically it was me. Dan, who you heard on the Big Rec podcast, and our friend Sean, who we've talked about on many of the podcasts, we were attempting to do a three-person podcast all about best and worst concert experiences. But what had happened was, it was this was on Friday night, and we all came over, and we had some dinner, and had some drinks, and we were feeling good, and we're like, all right, let's record this podcast. And even Val was in the room. She was in the background laughing her way. But it was just a night of complete errors. Everything that could go wrong went wrong this night. And the shitty thing was we recorded the podcast and the first go around, we recorded about 20 minutes in and everything just quit on us and our record device failed and we lost everything and we were super pissed off. So we recorded again. It was going fine. You know, we were able to save everything and we were about an hour and a half in and it quit again on us. And it's just like, no. And we lost a whole chunk of the podcast. And by the time I had quit again for the second time, it was already close to 1.30 in the morning. And I was pretty drunk and everyone was tired and was just like, oh, fuck, let's just end this and we'll salvage what we have. This week, you guys, you have a very, like I said, special podcast because the first 20 to 30 minutes is just straight chaos when there's four of us in a room and you have Val off mic shouting and laughing. And I think you can hear her pretty well, but it kind of calms down halfway through and we get into concert experiences and I think you guys are really going to like it because this is just, like I said, complete chaos, fun. And this is kind of an inside look into a boy's night. For any of the girls out there who, you know, if you're dating someone and he's doing a guy's night, this is an inside look at us just, you know, going crazy and joking around, making fun of one another, talking about experiences, just just out of control. And I'm excited for you guys to hear it. The shitty thing was we, we talked about a trip that me, Dan, and Sean went on. We went to New York this past October to go see The Darkness in New York City, and we lost that whole chunk, which pissed me off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to retell that story, and you guys will hear it kind of towards the end of the podcast. And I think I'm going to have the guys back on again because we had so much fun, and we didn't even get to finish the podcast because we only, for the whole first hour, talked about concerts that we loved. And we didn't even get into concerts that we went to that were awful, and I had a bunch of other things planned that we're going to save for a later date because the way we were going this thing was going to last it was going to go all night like three four five hours so okay but before we get into the episode i just want to again thank everyone for all the great support and love that i've gotten on the podcast so far you guys have gotten me over uh i've had over a thousand downloads so far in just a few weeks without much you know marketing or publicity so thanks to everyone all throughout canada i've had a lot of support still in the states everyone you know overseas in the uk and ireland or wherever else you're listening to so I just want to say thanks for telling uh, friends. If you've told friends, thanks for doing that. Thanks for just, you know, downloading and still listening and not getting tired after four episodes because we're now on episode eight and I still have a pretty, I still have some tricks up my sleeve. There's going to be some fun episodes coming up and I have a, another couple solo ones. I have one coming up that you guys are going to love with the voiceover artists of Live at 605. I've already recorded that episode and that one actually is pretty chaotic, just like the one you guys are going to listen to. So if you like chaos, get ready for um, me and my voiceover artists, because that one is just out of control crazy. We did some rapping and freestyling, and oh my god. But this week, 
If you guys want to get in contact with me, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Malencamp. Just sit me up, send me a tweet, I'll read it on the podcast. You can send me an email live at 605 at gmail.com. Whatever you email, I will read to you. Like me on Facebook, just search live at 605 or facebook.com slash live at 605. And as always, check out the WordPress. It's live at 605.wordpress.com. And the WordPress and Facebook is where you can go and check out pictures and bonus content and behind the scenes stuff of whatever we talked about. You will see it on those pages. And I actually posted my dance competition that I talked about in the last week's podcast the full like nine minute video of me dancing and other people dancing is on there. So check it out. It's pretty hilarious and really embarrassing as I have really long shaggy hair and I'm wearing clothes that are two sizes too big. But without further ado, prepare yourself, strap yourselves into your seats, get ready to laugh or think what the fuck is wrong with these guys. And this is the concert edition podcast, me, Sean and Dan with Val in the background. And I hope you enjoy and stay tuned because I have one of my favorite new artists as my band of the week. And it's probably my favorite band of the week that I've done so far. So get ready for that at the end of the podcast. And enjoy the ride. And we're back at live at 6.05. And this is the worst intro ever. Welcome back everybody to live at 6.05. As usual, I am your host, John. And I'm coming to you from beautiful downtown Toronto from Club 6.05. And I am in a packed house today. I've never seen so many people at Club 605. I have off mic the wonderful Valerie Gomez, the award winner. And then returning guests, we have 007 himself, Daniel Craig. How you doing, Dan? Good evening. And we have the much talked about, but the unheard as of today, Sean Batty. How you doing? Hello, John. Glad to be here. Out of the eight podcasts I've done, I think we've mentioned Sean in probably five or six of them. Different story. So I've had people come up to me and oh, be Sean, like, yeah, yeah. and be like, when are we gonna get this real? Will the real Sean Batty please stand up and put a <laughs> microphone on his head? Were any of those pretty ladies? There was uh, three pretty yeah. ladies and one homely gentleman who <laughs> was homeless. So I don't know how he listened to it, but he seemed to like you and your beard. Well, could you send one of those four people? <laughs> <laughs> thinking of a cake video that they're all listening and being like, yeah, that's and, good. Unfortunately, I didn't get into the podcast world for the groupies. I don't think anyone's done that. I'm waiting for the time when podcasters are like the new rock stars and it's just like you have a groupie and you have a security guard being like, oh, you know, I'll flash you my tits to come back and see the live at 605 crew. That doesn't Ooh, happen yet. Clean there, man. <laughs> I just, I just like the, the compliment. I just find it flattering. So whether it was a dirty old man or <laughs> three sexy ladies, I don't know. Yeah, well, okay, I'm going to tell everybody. When is it somebody appreciates you? Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, a lot of people have. They've, they've liked the stories I've told about you so far. And I'm going to get into how I met Sean because I always, whoever's on the show, I tell the first story about how we met and everything. But first, let me get into the sponsorship. And this week, we have our first real actual sponsor. And this one comes to us from Boys Town Brew. Your secret's safe with us. Uh, Boys Town Brew is a delicious and smooth tasting drink that goes down easy and basically Boys Town Brew is a beer that was created by me, Sean, and Dan and the uh, short story is Dan for Christmas got a beer making kit from Sean and Kristen and then about a month ago we actually made the beer we I don't, brewed some beer 
Well, the first go around, we tr- we tried to brew the beer, but we didn't have a big enough pot, so we just ended up getting drunk instead. Yeah, so you, you didn't actually brew the beer. No, I didn't. I've only heard about the process. There, there. But yeah, I was there. Yeah, so using only the finest equipment, we uh... <laughs> the finest on its edge. <laughs> I was there for the bottling process, which pretty much consisted of uh, Sean siphoning the the beer like a uh, a person would do, trying to get gas out of a car, right? Yeah, Isn't or it, other things. Or other things. <laughs> Boys Town Brew, you do what you want. Yeah. So, it, yeah, we we really do need to explain what we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Boys okay. Town Brew was named came uh, from Sean's head, right? You you named the beer. Yeah, I named the beer. Uh, we all live in the um, uh, village called the Gay Village. Of, We're boys. Uh, yeah, boys. Right on the edge, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it's officially called the Gay Village, but I, I guess I don't know. Whatever. Other otherwise known as Boys Town, whatever. Uh, we all live in that area and. You know, we we like living here. Uh, we we thought in honor of uh, the boys who were on the streets. Yeah, the the best story I have. We are boys living yeah. in Boys Town. We're just not what. Yeah, Val lives here. She's off mic, but she uh, lives in Boys Town happily. And I just got to tell the funny story I have about someone uh, being introduced to uh, the village. It was last summer my sister Jen and her husband Devin came down to visit me and Val. And so they came over, we were hanging out, we were having drinks, and then we were going to go to Zambucas for dinner, which is on Church Street. Sam, Zambucas? <laughs> Zam. There's no, Zam, Zam, Zam. There's no yeah, Zambucas. It's an S. Zamboni So for those people who are worried that Val wasn't on the podcast, there'd be no sassiness, I would like to welcome Dan and his sass. <laughs> it's got to make, make sure things are pronounced correctly. Zambucas. Zambucas. Anyways, I was going S to... S, not Z, John. It's S, not a Z? I thought not it was Zambucas. No. And, it's, and it's Z, not Z, for all you Americans listening. Okay, how, how do you guys pronounce drugsies? If you're going to drugsies for... Drugsies. What's drugsies? <laughs> drugsies? You know, yeah, the that's another part of town. Sounds like a sleepy pharmacy. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sketchier part of town. Drugsies, you can get a great bagel. There's an X in that one. <laughs> there is. I, I call it drugsies, but it's drugsies. It's hard to pronounce. So you know, I, I don't actually know that. I've never been to drugsies or drugsies or whatever you call it. You know college. You know college. I, I know. I know. Okay. okay. We got. If anyone can hear, like, is anyone still listening? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we, we're only entertaining Val at this point. Okay. Anyways, my story was my sister or husband came down and we we're going to dinner on Church Street. And when we walked over to Church Street from our place, my sister's husband Devin said, "Wow, I love downtown Toronto life. It seems so vibrant and fun down here." He's like, "Look at all the men just hanging out." <laughs> And he didn't realize that it was an idea. He had no idea. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, so anyways, like I said, this week sponsored. That's opening up a completely other topic that well, that's probably have have off air. Yeah, I'm sure they. (laughs) (laughs) If he wants to come down, Devin, and talk about his experience here, and and you and your sister ever talk about that later? (laughs) No. Edit this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Edit edit, this out for the but it makes sense as to why she got a prenup, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn a little bit more. Oh. It's so vital. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, Boys Town Brew, the beer that we made, we're actually having a release party. This is equally as smooth. Nice. Exactly. That's okay. Exactly. Yes. No, no, come back. Okay. Boys Town Brew, we're having a release party in early May. We're going to uh, we're going public with the beer. So if anyone wants to come, we're having the party at Club 605, so email me at live at 605 at gmail.com to get on the guest list. You can come here. We'll give you some samples of our beer. 
we'll party, drink, have fun, and podcast and everything. And Dan's pointing. What can I do for you? Boys Town Brew, a secret no more. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's kind of boring. <laughs> what was it? It's not them. Well, the other one. It's good effort. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be some, me, like, cut there's gonna right be some sassiness tonight. <laughs> I think we both, are, we've all had four of these beers ourselves already tonight, and we're on to others now, so we're just kind of drinking and, and, and going along with everything. Sure, yeah. Mm. But none of the other beers we've drank have been as good as Boys Town Brew. No, exactly. Boys Town Brew has been the best beer the of, best... of all the varieties of beer we've drank tonight, which has been two. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You and you've been drinking cognac. And oh, I mean, been I'm drinking, drinking cognac now too. Yeah. So. Oh, shock top. I, I, and, I don't know if uh, I can include the cognac because. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that if cognac and uh, shock top wanted to sponsor the podcast, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Or flying I'm, monkeys. Flying monkey beers, another good one, or dosakis. You yeah. know, the most interesting man alive, or whatever. But for now, isn't that the slogan? Yeah, yeah, in the world, but sure, yeah. Ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. For tonight, <laughs> at least, Boys Town Brew, sponsor of Live at Six O Five, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Let's get into this. This week's episode is all about concerts, as these two guys podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there's a worse pickup line to a girl than saying, hey, I have my own podcast? Is that the worst pickup line ever, to go up to a girl and be like, you know how some people, if they're an actor or or like a director or writer, be like, you know, I'm I'm a a writer on the uh, Late Night with uh, Conan O'Brien show. I think the worst pickup line to a girl is, I have my own podcast. Because that just like insinuates that you probably live in your parents' basements. And just blog a lot and and podcast, no. Well, I mean, there's worse pickup lines. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's not it's a good not the one most though. compelling, but it's not like, hey, I just got out of prison. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of groupies who like prison going people. I've had that line. It's for different reasons, but yeah. Yeah. Here, let's, let's ask a real life girl here. That, <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring an expert in. <laughs> It is to, to Val. So, so for everyone, there's a, there's a girl who's just walked in. It's not just a complete. She appears to be alive. Boys Town let's, Brew. Let's bring in our staff woman. Here's one. Boys Town Brew. It's only a sausage fest if you want it to be. <laughs> okay, so we have Val off mic. I'll repeat her answer for everybody. But I was just, I was just. A, no, my thing is, is this the worst pickup line a guy can say to a girl? Go. Hey, lady, I got my own podcast. That's pretty awful. I'm I feel I feel though like sixty three point four percent of people would be like, uh, uh, who, what, what is that? Uh, what's a podcast? Podcast? Anyway, hell yeah. Yeah. What is that slide we always say? I'll let you wet my D. Is that right? You want how wet is your D? Bastard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get into this. Like You're I said, familiar with this Dan? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's complete. This is the most chaotic podcast, but I think people will enjoy it because it's just all nobody over has the place. any idea what's going on. This no. Is this is a total inside joke. Okay, and. <laughs> Let me just, okay, for anyone, I introduced Dan last time. We did the Big Rack podcast, which a lot of people liked. We had a person, uh, Fergal from Ireland, who listened to it and really liked it. And someone from Australia really yeah, liked Fergal, it. Yeah, Fergal, I've seen that guy on the uh, the Big Rack uh, Facebook group. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to him. And yeah. there's been a lot of people who actually supported us from the Facebook Big Rack group, which we want to say thanks to everyone there too. And Ian Thornley just joined the group. So Ian, if you're listening, what up? Come over to Club 605. We'll get an extra mic and we'll do a uh, four-way fest. Boys Town Brew. Boys Town Brew. Ian Thornley's always welcome. <laughs> but I want to introduce my uh, third guest tonight, which is Sean Batty. And let me tell everyone how I first met Sean. I met him through Dan. And do you guys want to talk about how you guys first met briefly, real quick? 
Don't hold back, either one of you guys. Boys Town Brew. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's refreshing. With Dan and I met uh, in uh, first year university. We uh, both moved to Toronto. We were both bright-eyed first year university students. And uh, we sort of attached. <laughs> this, this, this sounds really bad. We Boys we became friends. We we lived on the same floor and like three doors over. Yeah, something. we lived yeah. three doors over, and uh, yeah, Dan and I just hung out, and uh, you know, I think we were both to a certain extent, you know, n- nervous about moving to a new town and living living in a, a new place. And I I don't neither of us knew anybody in the city at all uh, yeah. moving into the situation. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Dan and I uh, just started hanging out and then eventually became, you know, hey, come over for a beer. And then we just started becoming sort of regular friends and it was a good time. Yeah. So when Dan first moved down to Toronto for Ryerson, I was in the uh, the period when I took a year off from school. I was just graduated high school. I took a year off from going to college or university because I kind of wanted to, you know, save up some money. I wanted to kind of get some real life experience in this and that. But anyways, I really wanted to move to Toronto myself to go to school. And so I was on MSN with Dan. And Dan was like, well, why don't you come down one weekend? I was like, well, why don't you stop me? Or whatever. And I, okay, that's really weird. Anyways, Dan's like... <laughs> why did that out for the West yeah. Coast? <laughs> why don't you stop me? <laughs> Boys Town Brew, why don't you stop me? <laughs> Here's the thing. Anyone who's listening... I think if that was actually said, you probably would not have come down. And no. This would not be happening. I can't quit you. <laughs> Whoever, who, who's ever listening, either email me live at 605 at gmail.com or tweet me at Malencamp and tell me what your Boys Town Brew slogan would be. It can be anything. I don't care. It could be Boys Town Brew. Let's get it on. That's a good one. Yeah. Boys, Boys Town Brew. It could be anything. I don't care. <laughs> we don't discriminate. I don't know, should we have like some kind of disclaimer or something like that? Like... Uh, anyone under 18, just get your parents' No, permission. no, no. I mean, just disclaimer. Like, we're not, like, we're making a lot of gay jokes and shit. Oh, no. We, we, we love living in this area. I'd love yeah, 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 no, no, we love But, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, but I, I, just, yeah. I, I just think we should make it clear that we're having fun yeah. with sure. the subject. Not making we, fun we, of... We do live in the area. Yeah. We don't live here in, like, regret it or resent that we no, live no, no, in, no. in the gay sure. village. We oh, have we have a lot of fun. Of, trust me. I love living here as a guy who lived in Scarborough for two years. Fuck Scarborough and take the. You know, no, no, it's a great yeah. area. Like I would le- rather live here where everyone's happy uh, and really uh, John, nice. John, yeah, I, you're probably better off bad mouthing the gay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Lori knows some serious Scar- Scarboroughians. Yeah, I just won't show my face in Scarborough. Cool. But anyways, I came down to Toronto to visit Dan. I was staying at, at his place. He let me sleep on the couch. And Dan's like, oh, yeah, come meet my friend Sean. He lives a few doors over. So I met you, and you were very nice. And then it was a Friday night, and we're like, okay, well, let's get some drinks and then just hang out and listen to music and see where the night takes us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the exact words. <laughs> Boys town blue, let's see where the night takes us. <laughs> we, ne- we never have ever spoken like this before. <laughs> no. Well, Let's all have a jolly good evening together. Isn't this basic? I don't know. Someone be like, "Well, let's get fucking waste." I don't know how this. How do eighteen-year-olds speak? Yo, yo, bro, yo, yo dude, bro. yolo. No, yo, no, we, no, no, we didn't say that back then. Yeah, but we, I don't think we were even mildly gangsta. No, we, were, no, we weren't gangsta. It was. We I, said, "Hey, uh, hey, you guys want to? You guys want to come have some beers?" You guys want to? Wondering get, if you yeah. would be free you guys to hang out get this evening. Up. <laughs> 
No, it was somewhere. <laughs> it was somewhere between what Dan said and. <laughs> let's see where the Nike takes us. It was. We were somewhere in the middle of the triangle of the top of the triangle, completely formal, bottom left hand side, <laughs> completely gangster, and the right hand side, completely gay. <laughs> we were somewhere in the middle of that. It was flight of the Concords. Yeah. Right. I can't be here. No. <laughs> I think Val is leaving the room. She can't take this. Well, there is a game. We so we we so went off the rails when we fucking had to restart this thing. Yeah, (laughs) this is fine. Anyways, you're gonna edit the shit out of this. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it was a Friday night. The three of us wanted to go get some drinks and drink back at someone's dorm room. And I remember Dan was 17 at the time. I'm 18, and Sean is 19. Anyone who's outside of Ontario, if you are under 19, you cannot drink alcohol. It is against the law. So what we did was we asked Sean politely, can you please buy us some booze as you are the only one of legal age who can do this? So we went to like the local LCBO. Uh, this story is entirely fictional, by the way. Yeah. no, we're, and we're I not, never did this. We're, we're not um, advocating people and to go like – his name is Sean, S-H-A-W-N. <laughs> Anyways, the funny thing about this story was I remember – so Sean's like, okay, I know what I'm going to get. And he's like, Dan, what do you want me to pick you up? So Dan says, give me this or that. Sleeping cream ale. <laughs> you sure it wasn't like yeah. Black Label or something like no, that? No, I know. It was Sleeping cream ale back then. When you were 17, that was y- your yes, drink sir. of choice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I had good taste. You were sophisticated. And then right? I lost money. So then I got... Did yeah. you? And then... I just realized this is all being recorded. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me to take it out, I will. <laughs> but maybe good, I won't. Maybe edit that part. <laughs> the funniest part was then Sean gets to me. He's like, okay, John, what do you want me to get you? And as like a young 18-year-old guy, I didn't really know much about booze. So I just remember saying, get me two things of Bacardi. The way Sean's looking at me now is how he looked at me back then, being like, what is a thing of Bacardi? Because <laughs> I didn't know. I, this is before I knew what like a Mickey was or a 40 or whatever it was. I'm just like, I just knew like, all I know is I like rum and coke. Because I drank that when I was in Cuba for our high school grad trip. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. Just get, give me two things of Bacardi. So and I bought I, you two things of Bacardi. Which ended up being a Mickey. So if anyone wants to Two order, Mickeys. Two Mickeys. So a thing is... A thing is a Mickey of Bacardi pretty much, okay. right? So we did that. And then we, I think we went probably back to Sean's like room. And we just... But I, I, I feel I would have like... I would have said something. Like, hey, okay, the price per volume yeah. of <laughs> yeah, I feel like alcohol that too. is, you know... I didn't, I, I didn't say anything like that. I don't remember no, any of this. No, I, I see. I remember. I think you, you did say something. Mean like, first of all, what is a thing? Second of all, you know, like there's different, you know, kinds of drinks different you can options. get. Do you want, you know, Morgan's uh, or, yeah. Captain Morgan's? You want? I'm sure I was very nice about it. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you were. But I think you're also just like, oh, who's? I hope I never see this guy again. <laughs> Be like, who is this small I'm town Canada boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the feelings it. I share today. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you got that, and then we went back and drank and party and had fun, and I was just like, holy shit, this is what living in downtown Toronto is like. I must do this. But then, of course, I moved down the next year, but I lived in Scarborough, and everybody knows how I feel about Scarborough. I hate it, except for the Scarborough Town Center. Nice place to visit. Yeah, visit, but you don't want to stay there. And I'm sorry to anyone who lives in Scarborough, but that's the truth. And Well, I mean, I think the Ontario college experience is quite a bit different than the Ontario University experience. Yeah, I would think. Um, well, I'm trying to think. I told a story last week about when I celebrated St. Patrick's Day, second year college, and me and a bunch of my friends from school, we were partying like on the Danforth, and I lived in Scarborough at the time, and this is when I was still pretty new to Toronto, so I didn't really – all I knew was like 
you go to Pape Station. I knew how to get to and from Pape from Scarborough. I just remember getting really drunk on the Danforth and not knowing where to go after that. It's like two, like one in the morning, and two prostitutes helped me find Pape uh, Station. That's nice. And then I took it all the way back to Scarborough, and then like all the buses were done from the Scarborough Town Center. So this gangster guy helped me get in a cab because I was nice. really drunk. It's all the same night. Excuse me. Yeah, this was all the same. I, I told the story last week. Yeah, uh, two prostitutes, old like forty-year-old haggard prostitutes, and a nice young gangster guy helped me get home that night. It was really nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Go Toronto. Now I'm drunk. If I'm drunk in the city, I know where to go, so I'm not too worried. But back then, I didn't really know where I was going. I had to get where I was from. You, so. sir, are a survivor. I am. That's what you are. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say. You could travel any country in the world now. I could. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think what other countries I've gotten drunk in. Obviously, the U.S. and, and Cuba and, and stuff like that. But that's for another podcast. No, but if you're ever drunk in Mexico, you can, I'm sure you could like approach any cartel member and he'll yeah, I don't, I don't think <laughs> guide I want, you yeah. to the nearest resort. Or any haggard prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the prostitutes are a little, not as friendly in Mexico as they are probably in, yeah, in, in so. the Danforth area. All right. Come to think of it, I didn't even know there were prostitutes in the Danforth. Maybe they're just night walk. I don't know. Maybe they're just nice maybe, people maybe helping your, you. Maybe your concept of prostitute when you were 18 <laughs> yeah. years old moving to Toronto was a little bit different. different yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe someone just being nice. Can, uh, okay, we're going to get into this week's podcast, but before we do, I just want to say one thing that kind of blew my mind this week was I applied for a new passport last week, and I had to put down two references. So I put down Dan as one of my references, and I put down Sean. And the thing that kind of blew my mind was there's a section where you have to say – how long you've known the person for. I think you have to know the person for like three or four years or something. At right? least three or four years, yeah. I think. And then, so I, I, I've known Dan, we talked about this last time, since grade seven. So like, we're going on 15, 16 years. But then when I got to Sean's part, I'm like, holy shit, I think I've known you for close to 10 years now. It's almost, it's been at least nine going on 10 years. Yeah. Which, yeah. Well, oh. I mean, I, I, I had moved to Toronto at that, like just starting university and you came to visit me in first university i've been yeah. here almost 10 years so. which was like 2003 2004 yeah it would have been like fall 2003 yeah, is when i started university so yeah, it's, yeah here it's, we are yeah. 10 years later it's uh, just crazy yeah <laughs> okay we're gonna get into this week's podcast but uh this this one kind of came spur spur of the moment as we were just kind of hanging out i'm like oh let's jump on the mics do a podcast so i don't have any like viewer feedback listener uh messages I gotta give a shout out to someone who called me yesterday and left an awesome message. So I want to say a big shout out to Pops Malin, who left me a voicemail at work, being like, "Hey John, give me a call when you get a chance. Just want to let you know, I've listened to every single episode of Live at 605. I think it's really funny and hilarious, but I think I'm getting to know you a little bit too well. So, <laughs> to my dad, Pops Malin, shout out to you for listening. You're coming down this summer, and we're gonna do a podcast together." which I think will be a lot of fun. We'll talk about my dad and when he was younger and the different music he listened to and his different, you know, he was around, he was our age during the 70s, so he was, like, going to the discos. He had an afro. He had fish in his shoes, you know, those big platform shoes with fish in them and stuff like that. And the cats in and the, the cradle, cradle and the silver spoon. spoon. <laughs> That's also the most depressing song I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, shout out to Pops Malin. Thanks for listening. I Mr. hope you enjoy Mellon, this. Man, uh, you're a cool guy. Happy you're listening. Yeah. We're going to go to a baseball game, and then we'll come podcast drink, and we'll have a big party. <laughs>
All right, I, I think... like I like how you sort of uh, picked up on exactly what song I was going in there. Yeah, yeah, I had to try to. This isn't my that's first good. time at the rodeo. This oh, is my this <laughs> <laughs> my eighth podcast, guys. Oh wow, okay. I've done that's eight, a good line right there. Right. I've done eight eight hours worth of material. I know wow. what I'm doing. Wow. No longer well, eight and a half. If you count what yeah, we <laughs> we had a fucking technical uh, problem and we had to redo this podcast. So we're trying to retell everything and make it as fun and exciting as it was the first time, which I think it is. And you guys don't care because it's the first time you're hearing it, so whatever. We wanted to talk about... We never... We're never wrong. No. We, we know what we're doing. We're always perfect. We... What I found was from the previous podcast I did, people really like the ones that are like music-centered. Uh, they like the episode about all the top 25. If you need, need another beer, Dan, just go for it. Your shock top. I'm so happy to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan, while you're doing that, can you grab me another beer, please? <laughs> Anyone... Or a cognac just, or whatever. It's just a great time. Anyone who wants to do a podcast with me, there's a lot of free beer here. So to anyone like Ian Thornley, if you want to come here, we did a podcast about you. I got a lot of free beer. Or Ken Tizzard, the worm. Come on over. I'll give you some free beer. We can podcast. Shout out to everyone in the Facebook Thornley Big Rec group. But this week's all about concert experiences. I'm talking like the best concert experience, the worst concert, the weirdest concert, you know, your favorite opening act, your least you know, you're most disappointed you were, the most surprised you were for a show. So I figure we should start this week with talking about our best concert experience. I'm trying to think how many concerts I've been to. The first one I went to, I talked about this last week with Val, was when I was probably 14. And me and my sister Jen went to go to see Edge Fest in Ottawa. And it was like Blink-182 and Sum 41. And it was just kind of, it was fun at the time because everyone was into Blink-182 back in 2001 or whatever it was. But, I saw them like in 2008. They were great. Yeah, I was with you for that concert. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that w- I don't remember anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst person to ask for this. No, that's okay. How many concerts have you been to? Uh, ah. None. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, the the best one I've ever been to, I'll start this thing off with the best concerts we've ever been to, <laughs> as Dan reenters the room. Thank you. The best concert I've ever been to was with the man on my left, which is Daniel Craig, when we went to go see Wyclef John in Montreal. We kind of talked about it on uh, Dan's podcast. Uh, basically what it was, was Dan and I, a few years before we saw Wyclef in Montreal, we saw Wyclef in Ottawa at Blues Fest, right? That's right. And this is when we were both, we weren't huge Wyclef fans. I think Dan, you're just like, oh, Wyclef's playing Blues Fest. It's when we both lived in Ottawa. He's like, do you want to go see him? I was like, sure, let's go see Wyclef. Yeah, it's funny enough. Um, I was reading the Ottawa Citizen, and it was like in the middle of the art section. It was like a little tiny column, and it's like Wyclef plays tonight at Blues Fest. Yeah. Um, and I think all I knew was gone till November. Yeah, um, I think I just knew like the, the Fugees, you know, killing them softly or something. Yeah. And we went there, and Kiprios opened up for Wyclef. Yeah. I actually remember. Oh, so this is okay. Sorry, this is the Ottawa story. I thought you were talking about the Montreal oh, story. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah, into the Montreal. I was confused there for a second. Sorry, okay. we'll, we'll get. I want to talk about the first time I, we went to see Y Class. This is one of your like your the Ottawa show is your one of your favorite. The first, yeah, the first Y Class yeah. show. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, well, the first I find the first show is Usually. often the best, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it, if you uh, if I like, sorry, I, yeah. I don't I don't want to interrupt no, the story okay. here, but like. When I think of like my favorite concerts, it's usually the first time I've seen a particular artist, and yeah. sometimes it's like your favorite artist that you've seen for the first time, or sometimes it's like an uh, artist that you see and you, you're not sure if the show is going to be good, or you, you don't you don't have low expectations, but then you're completely blown away, blown away. by the yeah. show. So I think we'll probably see a few examples of that 
Oh yeah, tonight, right? For or sure. Here or <laughs> well, I already know one that you guys feel like that with the darkness, which I'll, I'll tease later. We're going to talk about darkness concert experiences. Oh yeah, Justin Hot, Hot, Justin Hotlegs other band. <laughs> Justin Hawkins Hawkins other band. Yeah. yeah. Let's get over. Let's let's talk Wyclef. So we saw him at Blues Fest in Ottawa first. When we were both living in Ottawa, I think we were both 17 at the time. It's before you moved to Toronto, like the summer leading up to you moving to Toronto. And we went to see him, and Kiprios opened up. And Kiprios, for people who don't know, was like a one-hit wonder Canadian rapper. He was a great universal recording artist. Yeah, he had his one song, This Is My Hit, which was a song about it's him having a hit song. Yeah. But I actually remember at the time, you and I both liked Kiprios when he performed. Yeah. He, he, you know, he was pretty good i didn't maybe i didn't know much better maybe i didn't really like rap music as much as i do now or appreciate different artists but i'm like oh you know he sounds good here he he's having fun i like the song that are catchy did he have the hit this is my hit that was his hit yeah that yeah, was yeah. his hit that was the his chorus hit. was this is my hit it's better than, than yours. yours okay i wasn't sure because uh my timeline is a little messed up but yeah. i it, it was been, i thought this might have been pre no, this was right when okay. that song came out. Oh, okay, all right. He made such an impression. That was just 15 minutes, right? Yeah. He made such mm. an impression that both Dan and I actually bought his CD based on that that concert he did. Really? Yeah. I bought I bought a CD. You bought a CD, didn't you? I'm finding out so much information. About yeah, yeah <laughs> I did. But um, so he opened up for Wyclef. Then I Wyclef... haven't always made smart purchases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other, Dan's cleaned up his act since then. Yeah. <laughs> the other best part about this concert was I can tell you – Exactly what Dan was wearing at this show. He was wearing oh, yeah. a large, an extra large shirt of Sean John. Black shirt, white writing that said Sean John. That yeah, was great. The nice, the, the classic signature, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I was so jealous of that signature actually, logo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. I actually bought a Sean John shirt because yeah, I was jealous yeah. that Dan had one. This yeah. is how like young and naive we were at the time. I remember, <laughs> I got mine at uh, at, a, at a great uh, urban. Uh, in, uh, Urban Culture Store. I got mine at uh, Sport Check. I bought mine there too. You told me where to get it from, and I yeah, bought it. Yeah. It looked ridiculous. <laughs> you were fine. Sean John is not the ultimate look for myself or John. Well, when you're in <laughs> high school, coming out of high school, it's pretty much the standard fare, right? True. I was wearing Rockwear back then. Hey, I kept my Fubu shirt until I was in like. Fair enough. I think fair I like, graduated enough. university before I threw it out. To be yeah. honest with you, I, yeah. I stopped wearing it a while back. Everyone's yeah, Rockwear. I forgot about Rockwear. Too. Everyone's either had a Rockwear shirt. A Fubu shirt or a Sean John shirt. If you, sure. you know, I think that's just how it goes. Okay, it's good quality clothing. Sean John lasted <laughs> me a good like eight it was, months. My Fubu lasted me like eight years. There you go. Yeah. It was great. My Sean John uh, shirt was <clears throat> great until uh, I had I had some delicious pancakes one day and like, <laughs> syrup and white shirt and yeah, you know you know how that goes. Yeah, you um, know how that goes. Oh, I do. <laughs> All right, that sounds like a washing machine situation. <laughs> I, yeah, we're, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> yeah. I was just afraid of what may have er, uh, happened with that question. That's so, okay. yeah. So, White Clef in Ottawa Blues Fest, he, you only knew one or two songs. I only knew one or two of his songs. But then we realized he produced so many songs that at the show, he was playing like all these huge songs that he had produced for people, whether it was Destiny's Child or Maya or Old Dirty Bat, whatever it was. He did like a melody of like all the big popular songs. A medley. Medley. I said melody. Yeah. yeah. Medley. And he, the other funny thing was at the same time, Brian Adams was performing on a separate stage, if I'm uh, correct, right? Brian Adams. Let's rewind. So the medley, as you said, was at the start of the show. So it was all material that. Uh, Keep going. 
Med- the medley yeah. was all Wyclef produced tracks. Yeah. Um, but as John said, it was from a whole bunch of different performers. Um, and it was great. It went on for five or ten minutes. Basically almost served as an opening for him coming out uh, yeah. f- for his performance. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Brian Adams uh, performed. He was actually on directly kind of coinciding, a little bit overlapping with Wyclef towards the end. Or maybe not overlapping, as we'll get to. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Was the funniest thing was Wyclef had performed... He's probably going for about an hour strong when he's just like he goes on the mic. He's being like, "The promoters want to let me know that I should shut this down because Brian Adams is performing." But he's like, "I don't care who Brian Adams is. This is a Wyclef show," and like he was supposed to be shut down, but no, because they wanted to promote that Brian Adams was playing on the main stage, but nobody wanted to leave because he was having so much fun and just doing so well that I remember too the side stage. I think they said was designed for you know tops like three thousand. And he's like, y'all want to hear Brian Adams? Yeah. And everyone's like, no. And he's like, y'all want to hear Brian Adams? <laughs> like, no. Like, no. He's like, what? And, you know, y'all want to see your white yeah. But I, I, you know, why? I think the uh, the Brian Adams stage obviously twenty five, thirty thousand people. Yeah. Um, but uh, for sure, there was two, three thousand people who didn't want any part of it. The other, the other best thing about that concert, then we'll get into my favorite concert ever of Wyclef, was the funniest thing about the concert in Ottawa was Wyclef was smoking so much weed, and he was smoking weed on stage. He's just like, he's like, hey y'all, I'm so fucking high tonight, I'm just having fun. He was so high that he performed the same songs twice. There was two or three songs that he performed twice that night, because he was so high that he forgot that he performed them earlier. So I think he did Staying Alive. The, twice. The, the thing I don't get about that, yeah, stop me here. Sure. Like, sorry, sorry to stop you. No, that's okay. Is, like, how how does that happen? I mean, because it's. I mean, I understand it's a Wyclef show, but yeah, he's still got all these other like musicians and people on stage who yeah. have been like, hey, we fucking played this already. Like, <laughs> like how like how would how would they like? Doesn't he have a set list or something like that? That he might. Did, did he play the same like song like twice in a row or something? Yeah, he played three of the songs twice staying alive no, no, but did he, did he play them like back to back no not not back to back like earlier in the set like if he played staying alive as the second song of the set as his encore he did staying alive again and he did like killing so him. was he just he just go backstage and like yeah, hey, he guys, that's a great idea let's play stay alive weed and then came back on stage oh, and, okay so like he, no. he, he no woman, no cry. Okay, Dan saying it was no woman, no cry. He yeah, played dis- twice. Was he disco? Yeah. No, he, no, st- he does no, a, a version. He, of he did alive. stay alive. Oh, okay, yeah. but um. Anyways, I just remember that being like a lot of fun, and like he he didn't just rap; he played guitar, he sang, he had a lot of like uh, he was just really charismatic on stage. My best favorite concert of all time though was when Dan and I saw him in Montreal, and it was kind of just a funny experience. Beautiful city, beautiful Montreal, lovely city, great yeah. hockey team. Great. Well, they're doing well this yeah, year, yeah. but great for a great team. hockey team. Yeah, they they have a rich history. Okay, so Montreal, we saw Wyclef in Ottawa, and then cut. Fast forward about three or four years later when we're both living in Toronto full-time now. And Dan's like, so, John, there's a concert you might be interested in. It's Wyclef. I was like, I'm in. Then Dan's like, well, let me finish. It's in Montreal. It's like, okay, I'm in for that. Then Dan's like, well, let me really finish. It's on a Wednesday night. It's like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, regardless, I'm in. Whatever. I don't care. I'm still young enough that I can do a, a fly to Montreal on a Wednesday night and then fly back to Toronto Thursday morning, like 6 in the morning. So we ended up, we both finished work at, say, 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. We went to Porter, flew to Montreal. We were nice enough that Sean actually picked us up from the airport. He was then nice enough to drive us to the venue for the concert. And we ended up going to this Wyclef concert in Montreal. 
And, and I Sean was nice enough to wait two hours for the yeah. show to end. We're, we're going to get to that part. Okay, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm skipping ahead. Do you get, I just thought of something. Sorry, I just yeah. had a little epiphany right What's here. What's that? Okay, so uh, we are the Three Stooges. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Larry, Curly, and Mo. Is Larry the good-looking yeah. guy or What's the uh, bald no, guy? No, Larry's the guy with the big fro. Oh, I like that. Who is yeah. basically you Yeah. for that reason. Uh, you're Curly. I don't know why. You got curly and hair. I'm Mo for whatever reason. But you're definitely Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I, you know, I'll take that as a compliment. I <laughs> really don't know where this is going. <laughs> Anyways. Well, no. The point is being I'm like. We are the kind of. Ah, li- yeah, fuck. Or we, we, it could have been. It's we, a bad time to bring this up. You could have said we were like the three musketeers or the three amigos or something like no, that. No, no. Three stooges. Three stooges. Whoa. Yeah. If anyone was. Yep. <laughs> Case in point, Dan I will is kill uh, you. having a great time. Dan yes. just spilled the beer. Having just a great beer time. On the, you can grab a napkin if you want. And just clean yeah. that up real All quick. Right. I'll, I'll tell the rest Exhibit of the Y Club a. story. <clears throat> we should we should be filming it. This should be a video podcast because video, the to, chaos that is going on yeah, right now. Yeah, to show what's actually happening. Dan just spilled a beer on the nice chair that my parents gave me for our dining room table. Oh, was that the uh, chair from the 1930s? You yeah, the 1930s. This used oh, to be yeah. my grandmother's this is the, uh, uh, chair. <laughs> the priceless antique chair you're talking about. This isn't an IKEA chair that we we bought. Oh, good. Anyway, well, so you, I'm sure the um, the beer will sort of act as a um, a veneer of yeah, some sort that it'll will varnish it down and smooth pr- it out, protect it, uh, make it last longer, preserve <laughs> it for another hundred years. Yeah, we'll be I'd good. Say. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll be able to pass this on to your great grandkids. Yeah, uh, you know, in uh, twenty, you can uh, tell 80. the story of when uh, <laughs> when a young Dan, Craig, your stooge friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Curly over here. <laughs> Curly. <laughs> At least you helped validate your point, right? <clears throat> there you there go. We go. Validate Thanks. Okay. So we're in Montreal. Sean drives us there. I was going to ask you guys, do you remember what the venue was called? Because I don't remember what where we went to. It was like a big – I don't know if Dan remembers what the, the concert hall was called. Uh, Maybe the Paramount or something. It was a changed venue name though. Okay. It doesn't matter. The cool thing was – Metropolis. Metropolis. There was you go. Metropolis? Yes. Yeah, it was actually. That's that's the one. It's all a re- all right. It's a really cool venue. It's about th- uh, three floors. So it was like the first main floor, the second row, a balcony, and then it, the. It was two floors. Okay, two floors. Yeah. <laughs> and the sassiness comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it right. Sorry, sorry. He's just, right about what he's Actually, it was two floors. <laughs> yeah. But I Dan think is going to edit this podcast for factual <laughs> factual accuracy or sassiness. <laughs> but. Uh, I think it was after Wyclef had just put out his um, Carnival 2 album. Because I think we were – either he just put it out – no, he did just put it out. Because yeah, you knew right. all the songs. You're right. And so it was cool because Wyclef performed all of his Fuji stuff, all of his earlier Wyclef stuff from like the Carnival. And then he performed all of his new stuff. But it, like I said, he just has like some amazing showmanship. when he's Charisma. On, charisma. Like he's yeah. on stage playing guitar. He put his guitar on a lady's lap and then would play it with his teeth on that woman's lap. Or he would play it, you know, with his teeth or behind his head, whatever it was. The other thing I remember was he went up to the balcony on the second row and jumped in the air from one balcony through the air to another balcony. Where if he missed or didn't land properly, he could have fall, fell 20 feet or something, broke his neck or killed himself or something like that. Would he have fallen on people though? No, I I don't even know if this part was. Well, no, yeah, he either would have or yeah. It, it just wouldn't have been pretty. It was pretty. risky. So he would have just injured a bunch of people. Yeah, he just would have. He would have been, been fine. He would have yeah. had like a soft cushion of uh, fans to land on. Someone's right? neck would have been broken. Whether <laughs> I know, but he would have been okay. Yeah, his bank account may have been. Yeah, it would have gone down a few thousand. Yeah. He would have been okay to, <clears> for everything. 
But the other thing that was kind of cool was Wyclef played two nights in Montreal at the same place. We were there on the second night, and he was just like, yo, I was here last night. I played for three hours. Tonight I'm going to give you four hours because that's what I do. I do this double time or whatever. And I remember being like, holy fuck, we told Sean to pick us up at like 11 o'clock because we thought it would only go two hours or something. We're like, fuck, it's already 12 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so this is where my three students yeah, so, reference comes mm-hmm. in because, you know, yeah. I, I went – Drove downtown Montreal to pick these guys up <laughs> like two hours after the show started. And so I figured, well, it'll be finished about now. And when I like, yeah, turned into an hour wait and then two hours wait until they finally came out. And like, and I, you know, you always have this thing. It's like, where the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Like, where are these knuckleheads? And that's where my three stooges are. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what sense. I mean? It's like, where, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. like, how could they have fucked this up? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we'd yeah, be yeah, meeting yeah. right outside the venue. on the side yeah, street or something. Possible. But yeah, like, and I had, you know, I was sort of like, you know, there was no really place for me to park in front of the club. So I couldn't really tell if the show had ended. Or not? I remember or though you were close by. I was, you, I, like, I was right close by, but yeah. I was still like, you know, it, it still wasn't an easy we place to be. Up, so I was circling yeah. around. You guys could have been really any anywhere. The show could have ended early, or whatever. Yeah. You don't know what's going through your mind. But uh, I was, I was, for the record, I was a little, Sean I was is a like, great friend. Yeah. He, <laughs> with, no, and we really appreciated that. And if we hadn't said it then, I, I and, really mean it now. No, I know you guys. You guys. I I mean I know you guys were grateful. I understand the situation. Yeah. Oh, fuck, if I was at a four-hour concert that I was really enjoying, I wouldn't leave either. But I, and the other thing is, I think we left at four hours, but he was still going. He was on like his yeah. fourth yeah. fourth uh, encore. Oh, so you guys left before? Yeah, we oh, didn't yeah. see the whole yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah. It was four hours at, at least. Four we hours stayed we only there. three or four songs into the on, like, or well, maybe four like or five fifth, into yeah. the encore. Like, it was insane. And we're just like, fuck, we gotta like get out of here. Encores, yeah. But now, was, did, like, I wasn't at the show. Yeah, but. We saw him for a third time in Ottawa in again. Ottawa, Blues Fest. I enjoyed the show, but it wasn't. Close, but but, but what my impression would be that it was four hours of yeah. great performance, four hours of mediocre music. Yeah, right. That's basically that's basically a Wyclef Jean. Well, it depends how much show, of, a, right? of of a fan you are, because I love his music. To each his own, you know. It depends, right? It's no, not, I mean, no. What I'm, what I'm saying right? is, like, yeah. okay, yeah. If you like his music, it, it's great. But he's a mediocre musician, is, is my, my point. Yeah, no, I, I think you and I have had this conversation before. I mean, he, uh, he can play the guitar. He's not a great, super great guitarist. And Wyclef, if you're listening, he's no Ian. You're Thornley. not bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, well, that's, that, that's the problem with him because artist, he is such he's he's such a great showman, and he has yeah. great presence. You know, he has he has great presence, but it's he. But he plays, he plays like he is greater than yeah than what he, he which is. you should you yeah. know which you should as a performer, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it, it's it's sort of a it's sort of a I understand where you're dichotomy from. yeah paradigm. Well, I think dichotomy yeah paradigm paradigm something like that. I also noticed for people listening, uh, John has his notes here for the show, and they're they're written in super sleuth text uh, as if they're from Dick Tracy. They're in size 14 <laughs> bold black, so I can read them when I'm drunk. They basically. look like they're from a typewriter. It's great. <laughs> this is, yeah. All right. So I was going to say, I think the Wyclef show in Montreal was definitely my favorite show ever. I think it was, Dan, safe to say, your favorite concert ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's find out if, Sean, do you know what your – can you tell us what your my favorite – My favorite ever? Yeah, yeah, ever, if you can think of it. Uh, that's a, that's definitely a tough one. Uh, I did I did enjoy the Wyclef show 
in you know, Ottawa. To be perfectly honest with you, like, it, it was great. Like it was a weird fucking like windstorm, rainstorm thing, and uh, yeah. I think the stage blew down a few years later. And yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one cool thing from that show it was pouring rain on us, and Wycliffe ended up climbing like a pillar or something. What? Yeah, he, he, cl- he climbed, he climbed some of the truss, thing. the truss, yeah. yeah, like forty feet in the air. Where after it had been raining, where he could have easily yeah. slipped, no <laughs> harness or anything, move. he could have slipped and fell. It wasn't it Wycliffe and Akon. Mm-hmm. It was Akon and a- even Akon was good too. Yeah, like there was. And a- I mean, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't say I I'm an Akon fan. No, I haven't listened to Akon since he was popular back in 2003. But exactly, um, it was a great song. It was a great song. <laughs> it was, but, you know, whatever. No, they were it, they were fun, and I think they're again they're both just good examples of performers who are great performers, not necessarily great musicians. And I like I think some of my favorite concerts are probably the ones that are the combination of like great performers and great musicians yeah, probably sure. leaning, leaning more towards the side of like really great musicians. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like once like that come to mind, my very first concert ever, you know, I really, I loved it and enjoyed it. My, my first concert was Aerosmith when I was 13 years old mm-hmm. during the, the nine lives tour in Montreal. Nice. Um, That'd be a great it was show. a fantastic show. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard, it's hard to compare, you know, that first experience you're at a big venue. You got this like big, loud rock music sound that you've never heard before in that sort of live mm-hmm. sense. You have the bass pounding against your chest or whatever and like playing all, all your favorite songs. Aerosmith is probably still my favorite band. Yeah, I was going to ask you that's your favorite. Yeah, you Aer- Aer- Aerosmith is still my favorite. I, d- I, I have to make this di- the distinction. I don't think they're the best band of all all, yeah. all time, but they're still my favorite band of all time, just because sure. just because of what they mean to me personally in the context of my of my life. I still have other bands that I I love that I think are probably better bands, but sure. I still love Aerosmith. To me, Aerosmith is almost like a Tom Petty, where we we all saw Aerosmith together in concert once. I feel like an Aerosmith concert it's like a Tom Petty concert, where you will know every single song. Every song is going to be a hit song, pretty much. From Aerosmith, right? At this point, yeah. At this point now, they, point. they have so many amazing songs where you're, you're not going to go to an Aerosmith song and be like, what is, I don't know what this is. Yeah. Like, you know what they're they're bringing to the tape. Like a Tom Petty, where he had, just has hit song after hit song. It's awful. You can't go to the washroom. Yeah. You guys saw Tom Petty, right? Well, yeah, we saw Well, that would have been, that that been a, one of my other probably top choices for favorite concerts. That show was a ton of fun. And that, we were in, that was like, just we a, were in that, the back nine. Yeah, too. that was just, that was just a, a really fun show that... You know, you didn't necessarily expect it to be. You really weren't sure where your expectations yeah. would be on a show like yeah. that. It's like, okay, it's Tom Petty, bit he's, of an he's older pretty, act. Yeah, right? he's yeah, he's a he's he's a legendary act, but at the same time, he's a bit of an old act. You don't know how he's going to sound or whatever. But like, he was great, and it was yeah, one of those things where everybody's singing along. We were sitting Every way in the song, back, yeah. and everybody's just on their feet and just having a having a good time. They all like. It it was great. Um, Where did you see them? Was this that was at the Molson Amphitheater yeah. in in Toronto, and it's it's one of those venues that you can either love it or hate it depending on the weather or yeah, yeah. depending or on whatever. the show as well. Depending, it really depends on the show. Some shows well, some shows it really works out. Some shows it's really terrible. I've yeah. seen bands there that I expected to be fantastic, mm-hmm. you know, in lawn seats similarly. And, uh, you know, you feel like you're not even part of the same show, you know, no. as, yeah. if, as if you were close. No, it, can, it, it can be pretty bad. Let's save that because I, I have a segment later where I want to talk about concerts where you were disappointed by. So if you guys can think okay. – we'll, we'll save that for later. We're talking like best okay, concerts so be, so best concerts still. Um, I really loved um, when we went to see Thornley. 
for the first yeah. time. Well, okay, so what's what's your first? We Dan and I talked about this on the Big Rec podcast. We talked about our favorite Thornley shows. What was your just to kind of like well, my favorite Thornley yeah. show was the, the first, fir- which Thornley was show. Lee's which Palace. one was Lee's Palace? Yeah, Lee's Palace, which um, we talked about, right? I think it was mm-hmm. Thornley yeah. was a band. I really didn't know that much about them. Uh, this is still I don't know. This is what been in Toronto for like three years or something like that. Yeah. I've been listening to the Edge for. A number of years, probably oh four oh five. Yeah, and they were Thornley was getting a lot of airplay on the edge. They Must had, have been oh five oh six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what. Anyways, they had a, they had a few songs that were that were getting quite a bit of airplay, and I, I really liked them. Like there were some pretty good like hard, oh, yeah. you know, good guitar riffs, and I'm like, this is pretty good. And they're playing at Leafs Palace, and I think the the tickets were dirt cheap, and yeah. like let's go see. So I, like I convinced bucks, I convinced yeah. Dan to go. Yeah. Um, Luckily, because I've had I've had issues with that in the past, which yeah. we'll explain later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talking but, about the darkness? Yeah, I'm talking yep. about the darkness. We'll yeah. talk about that. Um, uh, so yeah, we ended up going, and then Dan discovered that Thornley was actually Ian Thornley, who was the lead, Big Rec. lead singer of Big Wreck, who he had been a fan of when he was younger, and you know they had had kind of disappeared off the map for for a few years. So, anyways, it was kind of a nice, happy uh, accident, and so we went to see him, and ended up being one of those. I don't know if it was quite the marathon show that. Uh, that you remember it as? Well, no, I wasn't like wasn't like uh, Wyclef Jean oh, kind of marathon, but yeah. it was still. I think it was a still fairly long show. It was a lot of fun, yeah. But it was just a lot of fun. They did they did all their big. He did all the big big wreck hits, and then mm-hmm. he did all, you know, his Thornley songs, and he did a bunch of like really cool cover songs. I think he did. Uh, uh, immigrant song by Led, Led oh, Zeppelin. Nice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I don't know if it was that show or other shows later on. He did some U2 songs or whatever. Sunday, Sunday Bloody, Bloody Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, did he do that yeah. that show? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe a different he, show. He a show but, he, but he did he did a few covers. And Nirvana, that night. I think um, he's done oh, some really? Nirvana covers. Earlier. Yeah, so it it was just really it was good like experiencing that that concert yeah. for the first time because he is a really great guitarist and he had a really good band at that time. I really, the, loved, the, I really the, loved his drummer. Was yeah, I just remember the drummer. Siku. Yeah, the drummer. Siku the drummer great was great. Solo. He doesn't have him anymore, but he no. was he was great. Uh, he had his own solo, or whatever, and like he just had a lot of charisma himself. So that was a that was a great show. I was it, say the, the best thing about that show for me, I told it when I did the podcast with Dan, was I came down from from Scarborough for that show and I thought I was going to go see Headley. I didn't know who Thornley was. And I thought Dan's like Thornley. I thought Thornley was Headley. I'm like, fuck. I guess so. I'm like, John, John obviously yeah. at that time didn't know Sean's taste and, and caliber of no. music taste. I just remember being like, get me out not of Scarborough. Not that Headley's not great for some fans. <laughs> and then when I came to your guys' apartment and you guys were like, this we obviously is... didn't communicate very well. Yeah. <laughs> John, come yeah. down for this show. It ends in EY. Yeah. I'm like Headley Thornley, same shit. And then you play me. John, the... come down for blah, 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 drinking. Blah, blah. Okay. I'm down there. I'm there. Here's a hit, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, you play me the Thornley, and then you're like, oh, this is Big Wreck. They have that song, The Elf. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is so much better than Headley. Yeah. Thank and you. I, and I remember mentioning to previously, and, and, you know, just when we were listening to that whole album, thinking like, holy crap, I hope they play a Big Wreck song. You know, that'd be amazing. And, that, yeah. That'd be great if they played that. Cause and they do. And it turned out half the concert was Big Wreck. Big Wreck, and, yeah. and it did. It did. There's some bands, you know, um, I'll, I'll point to Billy Corgan, who I, I enjoy his music, and I enjoy the Smashing Pumpkins, but... When Zwan was formed, he, you know, he refused to play any Smashing Pumpkins, so you can never. That's because he's an artiste. Never necessarily take it for granted. Yeah, one of the other concerts. I want to get into the darkness in a second, but one of the best concerts I've been to. Uh, it was the three of us and Val. Was a concert we got into for free, which was the Roots. The Roots were the Roots. awesome. That was, was fantastic. Um, one of those shows where 
it almost blew me away how good they were. And the fact that we got in for free was this was maybe two, three years ago and the Roots were playing in Toronto at Jazz Fest. And I remember being like, okay, they're playing at Jazz Fest at uh, Nathan Phillips Square. They were basically playing inside of a tent. But if you're in the general area, you could kind of hear the ambience of their music. And so we got to the concert and we were kind of like on this fence that was outside of the tent where they were playing and we could kind of hear them playing. And the cool thing was I saw a girl who I worked with and she came up to me being, and she was on the inside and she's like, Oh, Hey John. Yeah, this is, you know, I can't remember. I think it was like a city TV sponsor was one of the sponsors of jazz fest. And she came up and she's like, Oh John, what are you doing on the other side? She's like, do you want to come into the show? I was like, Oh, of course I do. But I'm like, I got three other people with me. And she's like, okay, we'll bring them in. And so we got in for free to see the roots and we only, I think, missed one or two songs, and we got in, and they just blew me away how good they were. Well, the roots, the roots have that, that sort of rare. Je ne sais quoi. No, they they just have that rare combination of musicianship. They're all really good musicians. Yeah. Um, they're also great performers, and they also they're also really versatile too, and like in yeah. terms of their the genres that they play. It's like not I, think, just... I, think, I think they rocked out like to some of their own original stuff. They played some James Brown. They yeah. they fucking rocked out to Guns, the... Guns and Roses. Yeah, like, like they, they played the you know na 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 yeah. See, I didn't I didn't remember that, but yeah, that's that type of stuff that they do, right? So they're just they're all over the map. Well, yeah, they're all over the map. They all, they do it all really well. And it's one of those things like there's very few rap shows I will go to. Like Wyclef is one of them, but like I'm not gonna go to say, I don't know, like a Young Jeezy concert or a Waka Flocka Flame because most rap concerts suck. As would Val- you go to a Tech Nine concert? Well, Val and I talked about the Tech Nine concert we went to, which was it was just like really distorted audio and you couldn't really hear it as well. Gotcha. But well, yeah, I thought technically it was a pretty good show. Well, I was I was very I was too scared that I was gonna get stabbed or beaten up at the Tech Nine oh. show. So so it was all very fuzzy for John. I think John wanted to go in the mosh pit at the I Tech Nine show. I wanted to go in show. the mosh pit, yeah. That like with people yeah. with face paint and fucking yeah. Oversized no, I mean pants. that that it sort of it 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 tempted me to go back to some of my younger years, and that were some of my other favorite concerts that were favorites for yeah. other reasons than the, just like the what mosh. was going on on stage. It was just it was just the atmosphere of the show and and the fans and yeah. I. I used to. I didn't go to a lot of these shows, but I I like to go to some. I guess a little bit harder shows, or yeah, probably not stuff you'd even perceive as hard now, but like shows that you that there would be mosh pits, and I I just used to go love going in it. It was a great energy release, even though like looking back on it now, in a lot of ways, it's like it's probably like the last like living brain cell kind of like <laughs> you know intelligence level that yeah. would bring you into a place like that but at the same time i don't know there's something that i still find kind of appealing to it it's sort mm-hmm. of like i said it's like it's a it's a it's a bit of a release and and it's also in kind of a safe environment too i know mosh pits can be like intimidating to some yeah. people and it is like you have to be sort of mentally prepared for it but there are you know it's not like a scary place where somebody's going to try to kill you but yeah. isn't it? There's well, stories of haven't people been like trampled to death in mosh pits where they no, fall and people been, don't pick people, them people up. People have been trampled to yeah, death. Yeah, but, but people have been trampled. Crowds is a different. Yeah, thing, people right? have been trampled to death in crowds, yeah, not necessarily true. mosh pits. I mean, mosh pits. There are. I'm not an expert on mosh pits, but there are you know some just general ground rules, and one of those things is that like the one of, like the one of the principal 
rules is that like if somebody falls you help them up kind of thing mm. like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are whatever if somebody's on the ground like you make sure that's your priority if you're near nearby them that's and that's every mosh pit i've been it's been the same thing i remember you were impressed at the tech nine concert because someone fell in the mosh pit and they got picked up and you're like this is a good mosh pit they picked up that person yeah well that's it that's i mean okay. uh, like yeah and that's that's what you want to be in like you know that's what it's kind of like your little safe word. <laughs> yeah. It's like your little mosh pit safe word. You know that if somebody gets picked up, mm. even in the most aggressive mosh pit in the world, you know that yeah. you're probably okay. I mean, it's again, it's you have you have to be prepared for it. You have to be a little bit physically prepared for it. But you you know, if you don't mind going in for a little bit, getting yourself knocked around a little bit, maybe taking a, you know, a eye poke or a bloody nose or two. Yeah, <laughs> you're still, you know, you're gonna be, you're gonna be okay because everybody else is in the same situation. And they're all there to just, you know, have a little bit of release, and that's it. So, that's yeah. my little mosh pit spiel. I got two more best concerts ever. Then we'll get into the worst concerts. And so the two best concerts we've we've all been to. The first one I want to get into is Green Day at the Phoenix during their American tour. Uh, stints. Their American Idiot Tour, if American you will. Idiot what did I call it? American Good American thing Tour. I'm here for editing purposes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're American Idiot. Before, uh, right before the album came out, Green Day did like six or seven. <laughs> they they did uh, Green Day did like six or seven small club dates, I think, all across North America. It was like they did the Phoenix. I think it was Toronto. even smaller than that. Yeah, I, think it was like, like, I think it was like a four, four. city. Date. It was a warm up tour to like warm up for like their big stadium shit. Yeah. So they came to Toronto and played the Phoenix, which is a pretty small club for Green Day. It it's holds a really small club. Maybe like a thousand yeah. people at maximum. Maybe. Uh, uh it's hard to, it's yeah, hard to it's, tell it's, capacity. I don't know. I, th- I thought yeah. it was more like fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand. Yeah, maybe that. But for Green Day, who plays like twenty to thirty thousand, you know, at the ACC or something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's pretty good. So. We it was uh, me, Sean, Dan, and one of your friends came out to it, right? Uh, my friend Dave. Dave, yeah, yeah. And I remember it was one of the crazier nights because. Well, I mean, we were very lucky to get tickets to that show to begin. Yeah, how did right? you guys get tickets? You got the tickets for us. I got I tickets think. online. I was I was very lucky. Uh, like you know, Green Day came out with the, their big single, and then yeah. you know that music video, and it's like, oh, their new album, whatever, everything's cool, and. Um, yeah, I was just lucky enough to hear about the concert ahead yeah. of time, and I just I went on online at the time they said things were going on sale. I didn't like sign up to any pre-sales or that stuff. I think that was before that that became more yeah. like prevalent for sure. And yeah, I was just very lucky. It was like you know I I hit it and managed to grab like nab four tickets, and we could have made a lot of money off of that if we really yeah if we to. just sold. I think even when we were in line going in, people were like sell us your tickets, we'll give you all this. Yeah, money. Yeah, we got approached for a lot of money. I think they I think they were like thirty dollars a ticket or something. We could have made like six hundred dollars <sighs> yeah. for all four of them. It was pretty. Like four pretty, or five hundred. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Uh, di- oh, holy shit! This is hard. We just Sean just got a whole half a glass of cognac yeah, right, right now. So that'll when he only needs like a me, third. That'll last me for the next uh, three hours. We're gonna do a marathon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, it, everybody gets something to eat. <laughs> the other funny thing about the so the cool thing about the Green Day concert was they uh, from start to finish performed the whole American Idiot CD. Yeah, this the whole album, yeah. Before the album came out, maybe like a week or two before the album came out. So we heard the whole album before it actually got released, and then they they did an encore of like four or five like their big Green Day songs like uh, I don't know, uh, Basket Case, whatever their songs were. Yeah, they, they, they did like yeah. I think three songs at the end, which was actually 
I think maybe a little disappointing for some people too yeah. because <laughs> other people did want to hear some more of their other stuff as well. Yeah. Their American Indian CD was great, so yeah. that was that was lucky. But if you weren't familiar with the songs, yeah. it might have been a little bit frustrating. And it also ended up to be a pretty short show. Yeah. Because it was just you just know like a warm up hour long CD plus you know three Three encore songs so it it was like it was it was it was much it was less than an hour and a half it was probably more like an hour and 15 minutes kind of thing and then they were finished yeah but Um, it was really good that's the only time i ever saw green day and i don't think i would see them now if they played the acc because everything since american idiot i haven't really liked i never liked their 21st century breakdown i didn't like their uno dos well it was all it was all a rehash of basically what they did for american American idiot Idiot, yeah so if it you was a less, less inspired version. Yeah. You want to hear something inspiring about uh, after the show that we saw? Because the sure. show was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I saw them a couple of months later at Scotiabank Place in, in Ottawa. Ottawa. Um, had some great seats. Uh, my sister and I went and going through the show and, you know, kind of similar flow and similar songs and that because we'd seen a lot of the album. They had a couple more hits too because it's a big stadium show. Um but all the comments were the exact same. <laughs> it was kind of like George Bush. Wah, they said the same statement. Well, it was a very politically revved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was the exact same. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I can relate where you have to do things a number of times for different groups and things like but that. But, I mean, but, it was very like that whole statement was very appropriate for the times, right? It was. It was. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I remember I was kind of disappointed because it was the first time I had ever seen something where it was kind of like, okay, well, it's kind of repeat from the night that I, you know, saw in in a lot of ways, which a lot like when we saw Bachman Cummings. Sure. Sure. (laughs) But I think, I think that's the same, you can say the same thing for any band that goes on tour. Like they're going to sell, they're going to say a lot of the same story. They want to hit on the same things. Yeah. They're going to have a lot of these scripted moments really is what what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, it's kind of uh, it is a little bit frustrating. You expect yeah. to, you expect to be a little bit more spontaneous, more genuine. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's hard that way. <clears throat> but it's one of those things too. When I saw Green Day at the at Phoenix, I'm like, I don't feel like I want to see them again because they're going to play bigger arenas. And I saw them at such a small uh, venue. I don't want to see them at the ACC or at the Rogers Center because I liked them so much at the small. Yeah. It's the same thing when we, we all saw MGMT at Mod Club. I'm like, well, these guys are so good at Mod Club. They could play a place like Sound Academy that holds 2,000 more people. I'm like, I don't think I want to see MGMT again because I saw them so much. Or I enjoyed them so much the first time I saw them at this small venue. Yeah. I don't want to see them at like a bigger venue. It's one of those things where it's just like I had such a great memory. I don't want to tarnish you know, it's it. Not with the, be the yeah. same. So the last best concert I want to talk to about is an international trip, I guess you could call it. Sorry, can we talk more about the the Green Day concert? Yeah, do you have more? Well, we didn't talk. About, we didn't talk about the after party. Oh, you mean the part where Dan and I got really drunk and, and made a fool of ourselves? Yeah, been talked you, about. Hasn't been talked about already. Yeah. Well, but you can say what so I don't you listen want. to the show. So I don't no, that's <laughs> <laughs> the problem. You mean was, you haven't listened to the last couple <laughs> <laughs> of Live at Six Hundred Five on what? iTunes, <laughs> ranked number forty-two on iTunes on the comedy podcast list. Even though I know it was a quality show, and everybody <laughs> should listen to it. I don't listen to it personally. No, I'm just kidding. Well, what, I, just, what ha- I have to catch up. A yeah. Bit, I guess. What What happened was after the show we went to Hooker Harvey's, and I don't if you uh, before the show was it before the show we went to Hooker Harvey's. Yeah. I think Dan and I still claim to this day that we got food poisoning from Hooker Harvey's, which who people don't know what Hooker Harvey's is, in downtown Toronto on Jarvis and 
Dundas or something like that. Jarvis and Gerard. Gerard. I think. Yeah. There's a Harvey's yeah. where all these hookers go to, so everyone calls it Hooker Harvey's. And it's just it's like just, a, it's just kind of a sketch. It's just a sketchy Harvey's. Yeah. And Dan and I claim that we got food poisoning, and so following the Green Day concert where we had no drinks prior to, we went back to your residence. Right? You guys were still in school, I think. I was, yeah, I was still. I was to just, christen it. <laughs> christen my brand new big president's room. I was a president of my floor. Oh my yeah, you Mr. you were the Mr. President. Yeah. Oh god, oh, this is really. Oh. A, oh, that's just uh, iCloud. That's okay. Yeah, so we went from Hooker Harvey's to Green Day to Ryerson Res, and I I don't feel like Dan and I had more than three or four beers before I me personally I blacked out. This is the first time. I ever blacked out and just did not remember the rest of the night. Just went crazy. And I remember doing like cartwheels down like Ryerson Halls. And I remember the last memory. like going in, like just like going to other people's rooms and like. Yeah. Just trying to party with other people. Just, just I, partying. I'm, su- I'm sure you were trying to hit on some chicks. Oh, I them. definitely was. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I, I remember year. my last memory was. Cart- Innocent women. Yeah. I just remember waking up the next morning on Sean's couch, who at the time I didn't know too well. I've, I only met you a few times before that, and you were really nice. But first we year when I bought you all that booze yeah. and stuff. I knew you pretty well. <laughs> I knew you well. You knew me well. I didn't know you <laughs> as well. You didn't know you well. <laughs> and I just remember waking up on Sean's couch, my shirt off, being like, where the fuck am I? With the biggest hangover, trying to go to the washroom to like. I'm just thinking you'd have to know him semi well because it was the second year, so like it's seen him a few times at least. Oh well, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, like, but it's still a little uncomfortable anyway. Yeah, up on somebody's couch you don't expect to, and your shirt's throwing up, and yeah. Just but the story, I mean, he threw sure. up on it. He threw up on himself, which yeah. is why I took his shirt off. He was sitting. <laughs> you were very he, nice to me. Yes, he no, me he was sitting. He, he was sitting on my couch, <laughs> sitting straight up, and he was puking on himself. So yeah. I'm like, oh, this is kind of gross. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, he probably doesn't want to sleep in that. So uh, that's nice. Dan was Dan was also very sick. Um, yeah, what happened he, to Dan? Uh, he managed to find the garbage can, or maybe I handed it to him, <laughs> and he uh, threw up in my garbage can multiple times. And uh, no, it was a little bit weird. It was a little Keeping bit weird how much you guys threw up, but at the same time, it Food was weird because it was weird why. because we all ate there, which was very, the bizarre. I don't think you got the uh, Whopper meal, which is what me and Dan. You got. guys all had the had the same. Thing. We, had the, we I think maybe we shared half a burger, which had jism or something in it that caused oh, us to maybe. get. Oh, maybe. Maybe you guys were very rude to the hookers at Hooker Harvey's. Yeah. <laughs> I still, maybe John. To this day, I, I swear we didn't have more than four beers that night. And no, it was you guys You guys went from zero to 60 in about uh, in five like, seconds, I think. Yeah, 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 it was strange. The worst part about that night was I still lived in Scarborough, so I remember being super hungover and then leaving residence and having to take like the hour and a half transit back to Scarborough, wanting to kill myself because <laughs> I wanted to throw up. My head was pounding. Because you woke up feeling great. Yeah. And I finally like made it back to Scarborough and probably puked in my bathroom again. Just like went yeah. to bed for two days and then woke up and like, oh god, never again. I will never go back downtown Toronto. Only Scarborough. Until Bachman Cummings. The other, the other theory, you know, as opposed to the food poisoning theory, yeah. is that uh, that was the night that you guys became men. And, uh, <laughs> well, Boys Town beer, <laughs> the night when you became a man. <laughs> I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> John, what else you got here, buddy? <laughs> the last best that was, concert. That was the night you guys grew some balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I remember having fun before blacking out, whatever that means, you know. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Boys Town Beer. Boys Town Beer. Having fun, doing fun. Your shirt was off for a reason, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So this past October, October 2012, me, oh. Dan, and Sean flew to beautiful New York, New York. We did. To New go York see City. a band called The Darkness. And this was our second experience seeing The Darkness. And Dan and I talked about the time when Dan and Sean could have seen The Darkness, but Dan refused to. Do you First want university? Yeah. Do you want to quickly uh, just tell that story? Well, the darkness came out of nowhere. <sighs> I believe in a thing called love. I believe in a thing called love. Uh, much music. Play this like weird, crazy, like weird, cheap, eighties looking kind of video. And I was like, this song is fucking awesome. I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> uh, you know, it's got to be intentionally bad. The video. Mm-hmm. The song is fun. I love that video. Yeah. 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 And I was like, you know, and then I found out they were coming to Toronto at the Phoenix, which I, I don't know if I'd ever been to a show there before, but I knew it was a small venue somehow. It was this before Green Day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 This, this was the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't think I'd ever been to a show there before. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, this would be a really great show to go to. And it was a little bit, it was a little bit difficult. It was a little bit of a tough sell. Um, my musical tastes were evolving back mm-hmm. then. Like I went to see Nickelback for free. Gross. For free is the keyword. I would, but free. I was very excited to see them. John, I'll tell you, <clears throat> I, I went to the show as well. Yeah. And it was fantastic. That was a fun show, yeah. Yeah, we were six rows from, from the stage. Yeah, that was a much music presentation. That yeah. was like a live nice. broadcasting. Anyways, uh, besides the point. But yeah, uh, so The Darkness, yeah, like didn't really know much about them. Thought it would be a great show. It didn't even have their album at that point, I don't mm-hmm. think. And uh, I was trying to sell Dan on it, and he's like, no, I don't really think so. And Dan, what was your reason for not wanting to this, see And them? this is the weird thing, because this is this is where I – like the whole communication, you guys, yeah. keep, like you keep on – talking about it's like oh yeah you thought you were going to see headley Headley. or whatever dan thought he was going to see some fucking like 80s band that was trying to like reboot their career but can we say one thing about dan is he you love the old bands from the 80s and 70s and 60s like why like we sing bachman cummings guess who two or three times and i I was just gonna say that's kind of the irony now yeah that all the old bands are fantastic that is that is the irony but at the same time but i just wonder about like how the fuck did how do like how did we how How did you not know they were new yeah like how did we not i'm like yeah it's the darkness they're not actually from the 81 (laughs) i feel maybe it was just genuinely a lack like i I probably shouldn't tell you that's what i thought of it right (laughs) i made it because I, I remember walking, and, and the recap that John wants here is, I remember walking back into the ILLC, the residence that I lived in, and uh, looking over, and there's a little, kind of a little side, little bar <clears throat> area separate from the actual main eating area that had a TV, and it had the darkness on, and they were on much more music. So to me at the time, much, much more, more music, music means, indicated yeah. old and, you know, Trying to make a comeback, you know, Yui Lewis in the news, great band, but you know, <laughs> love them. But but maybe maybe you know maybe they're come, trying to come back, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, for whatever, yeah. I mean, that's why, and maybe I didn't give it a fair shot at the song. I don't know because I love the song now. Yeah, well, eight years later, we got to see them, but uh, yeah. we, we missed out their really drugged out years, which would have been awesome. When Justin Hawkins was fat. <laughs> no, 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 John, that was the album after. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't fat yet. No, he was that. pure coke then. Okay, so as I said earlier, we had a couple of different technical difficulties, and I swear, if you've listened all the way to this point, it wasn't because we were drunk and you know we poured a, pulled a cord out or something like that. It just genuinely, things were just screwed up that night, which really sucks. And to tell you how screwed up the night was, I think we were all just having some bad luck. It started off Friday morning with me getting ready to go to work, and I had 
one slice of pizza I was really looking forward to having for breakfast. You know, you know, cold pizza on a Friday morning before work is just a great way to start the day. And as I took it out of the fridge, I dropped it on the floor and I couldn't eat it. So that's how my day started. I know Val had a long day and then Sean was coming over and he was awesome because he was going to come and cook a trout for all of us. It was going to be for me, Val, and Dan and himself. And he comes over and first of all, he's putting some of his stuff away in the fridge and he's just moving some of the beers out of the way that we had that we we're going to drink and eat and whatever. And he knocks one beer over. It doesn't fall on the ground, just kind of falls over in the fridge and it just explodes everywhere, all on the fridge, all on Sean. I come in to help. It explodes on me. We have to, you know, clean up the floor, whatever, put that away. We're like, oh, how can this night get any worse? And then when Sean goes to get the, the trout and start cooking it, he's like, Val, can you, can you come over for a second and smell this? And it had gone bad, and we're just like, oh, my God, this is the worst. So Val was awesome. She ended up cooking dinner for all us guys and herself. And it ended up being a lot of fun. So we just kind of joked around, shoot the shit, did a podcast. But that's just kind of to tell you how the night was going. And then we had all these technical difficulties with the stupid podcast recording. But before it cut out, we were just about to talk about our guys' trip to New York City in October when the three of us went to go see The Darkness at Terminal 5. So the guys were saying how the first Darkness concert we went to, what had happened was I discovered that The Darkness were coming to New York. We had previously seen them in Toronto about six or seven months prior to that. I was just so blown away by the show that I'm like, okay, they're coming to New York. It was their only North American tour for the rest of the year. And they're playing this place called Terminal 5, and the tickets were only $30 American. And so I told the guys, I'm like, okay, the show's on a Sunday in New York City. I've never been. Sean's never been. Should we do this? Should we do Guys Night Road Trip Edition? They all agreed, and we ended up flying to New York City from, I think, Saturday to about Tuesday. And it was really awesome. We stayed at this great hotel called the Yotel, which was about 5-10 minutes away from uh, Times Square. And the first night we got there, we just went crazy, I think, as, you know, most people would do if they're going to have a fun weekend and we just hit up all these pizza places we went drinking we you know walked Times square i'm so happy one of my favorite things we got to do that first day there was we went to the comedy cellar which is a legendary comedy club in new york city if anyone watches the fx show louis in the opening titles uh, that's where Louis walks into at the very end of the opening titles. He walks into this place called the Comedy Cellar. And we went there, and it's like it's obviously busy every night, and you have to kind of put your name on a list, and you kind of hopefully get there early enough that you can get into a show. We got in, we drank a bunch, watched some awesome comedy, and then I remember it's like 1, 2 in the morning, and we went for pizza, and we went down this weird, sketchy street where they had dollar pizza that we got, which was fantastic. <laughs> and the funny thing was we finally get back to the hotel room about – two, three in the morning, and we had been drinking all day and partying and having fun, and just, we turn off the lights, and we're all, like, ready to pass out, and I can't remember who, we were just having so much fun, but all of a sudden, with the lights out, we're all about to go to sleep, and someone says, oh, I wish we were, we still had some more beer, and then someone piped in, and was like, you know what, I wish we did too, I could keep going for this, and we all decided, like, you know what, it might be three in the morning, but let's get a six pack and just have a couple more and just cause you know, the first night has just been so much fun in New York. So luckily there was a CVS across the street and we get up three in the morning, go there. Apparently they weren't serving beer, uh, but there was still something down the street, another like wine rack or some kind of another like seven 11 type of store. Went there, got a six pack back to the hotel, finished those drinks. It's now like four thirty five in the morning, pass out. And we woke up Sunday morning and I know, uh, I just felt like complete shit. 
I think the other guys, well, they didn't feel fantastic, but they probably didn't feel as bad as I did. And we made the most of the day. You know, we still went around New York. I think we went record shopping and checked out like Madison Square Garden and a few other things. But that was the night when we went to go see The Darkness in uh, NYC at this place called Terminal 5. And I remember just, you know, when The Darkness came out, even though I was still hungover, just being blown away. First of all, I think I was just excited to be at a concert. Secondly, I was excited to be at the Darkness concert. And thirdly, I was excited to be at the Darkness concert in New York where there was just this really cool vibe that I felt where it's just like, oh, I feel like these guys are going to really give it their all tonight because of, you know, where they're at. And it's legendary New York City. And one of the best things about the concert was they played my favorite song. Well, my favorite song is Black Shock, but my second favorite song is Hazel Eyes because it's so ridiculous. And the cool thing is they never play that song live. And they actually play it this night in New York. And like just the, the energy and the vibe that they brought to the show was just so much fun. You know, they brought people on stage and people were singing along. People were like dancing, ripping their shirts off. It was just complete chaos at the show. But in like the best way, Justin Hawkins jumped into the crowd and he was on his bodyguard's shoulders playing guitar all the way through the crowd. And he was like two feet away from me and the guys, which was super cool. It was one of those shows where you just didn't want it to end because you were having so much fun and you weren't checking your watch. I We barely took any pictures just because we were enjoying the show so much. Probably not doing the story justice. Next time the guys were on the podcast, I'll ask them uh, what they thought of the show, even though I know they all loved it. This is just me kind of recapping you know, the show because we lost it. But yeah, this was, at this point now, I've seen The Darkness three times, Dan seen them three times, and Sean seen them twice. I can easily say this is my favorite concert by the guys of all time. I remember Sean and Dan said during the podcast that the first concert of The Darkness, which was at the Phoenix, that was their favorite time because it was the first time they saw them. We had all waited about eight years to actually see them. And, you know, sometimes they're saying the first time you see someone, when it li- especially when it lives up to the hype, it's hard to kind of recreate that and... You see him again, you still love him, but the first time is, you know, you always remember your first time. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I will see if I can post, I'll post a cool video from the show that I took of them performing the song Concrete. It'll just kind of give you an idea of the show and the vibe and the venue and everything. But that's basically it. That was the my lost story of the darkness in New York City. I hope you enjoyed it, and I actually hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Okay, so as most of the podcasts, I realize that they keep kind of going on and on. Like I said, the first podcast I did with Val ended up being three podcasts about relationships. I thought I could do it in one. And just like that, the concerts, we've had so many good concerts that it's, it's taken up so much time that I think we don't have enough time to talk about our shitty concert experiences. <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to end this week's podcast, but I'll tease. We're going to come back, which is going to be the three of us again. We're going to talk about our worst concert experiences, and I will leave you with a tease because I know Sean has a long rant about one of the biggest rock bands in the world being the biggest letdowns for you. Do you want to say which band that was? Well, I don't know. Should I, should should, I say it or should I hint Just give, it? Give, give the initials. I think people will know. Uh R-H-C-P. Yeah. The Peppers. Everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. The Peppers. So that was, which is surprising because they're one of the biggest bands that I've been dying to see, but not so much anymore. And then one of the biggest bands I was excited to see that was a huge letdown for me, and I think Dan as well, was Kings of Leon. Yeah. And then another band that three of us saw that let me down was Phoenix. Do you guys feel the same way? Absolutely. All right. So next time we're going to talk about the Chili Peppers, Kings of Leon, 
Phoenix and a few more bands that let us down and we'll pick up from where we uh, left off here, which is all about concerts. And we will come back next week with another episode about the worst concerts, plus a little bit more, maybe some concerts about uh, our favorite opening acts, our biggest surprises, and whatever else we want to talk about. So we will leave it at that and we will come back to you next week. Okay, guys, as always, if you make it this far into the podcast, I like to reward you with my band of the week. And this week, I'm super excited as I am featuring a guy. Well, he's a solo artist, but on tour, he has a big group with him. And he goes by the name of St. Lucia. Okay, I know it sounds weird. St. Lucia, that's a you know country in the Caribbean that I actually went on vacation to once. And I highly recommend if you want to go to St. Lucia for a vacation. It's awesome. It's a cool island. It looks like you're almost in Jurassic Park, and it, it was a lot of fun. But the guy, St. Lucia, is actually from South Africa, to make things even more confusing. And I read the way he came up with his name, St. Lucia, was he got a globe, spun it around, pointed his finger, and it landed on St. Lucia. But he makes probably the best summertime music you can listen to. And now that we're getting close to April and May's just around the corner and summer's almost there, I figure it's time we put away the Fleet Foxes, you know, winter music and get ready to have some fun this summer. So I want you guys to check out St. Lucia. He makes awesome, summery, really catchy synth pop kind of music. I think I discovered him on a website. I think it was spin.com where they featured him as like, you know, the artist of the month. And right now he only has an EP. I really highly suggest you guys go out and download it and support him because I think the EP has six tracks. Uh, it's called St. Lucia EP. Just search it into iTunes. You'll find it. And every song blew me away, which is how unbelievable, just how unbelievably catchy it all was. I'm really excited because St. Lucia has my most anticipated full-length album of the year. He's finally going to put out a real you know, full-length LP I thought it was going to come out this summer, but I just read that it's not going to come out to the fall, which kind of sucks. You know, if you haven't heard of him, the EP that I'm re- recommending to you guys now will be enough to tide you over until the full length comes out. So some of my favorite songs I think you guys should check out by St. Lucia are All Eyes on You, which actually that song is in like a Victoria's Secret commercial now. So good for him. He's getting some more uh, exposure. Also check out his song Closer Than This and We Got It Wrong, which is really good. And if you want to check out the first single from his upcoming LP, it's called September. And that's such a cool song. It's about six minutes long, and there's about four different, you know, musical twists and turns and breaks throughout the song where it starts one way and it ends completely differently. So check those ones out. But as always, my song of the week by the band of the week is Before the Dive. And it's hard to pick a favorite song to tell you guys like to listen to or to play at the end of the show. I, you know, it's neck and neck, but before the dive, I think it's just the right amount of catchy summertime fun that I think, you know, you guys can listen to any of these songs and you'd be hooked and like them right away. So I'm going to play right now. I'm going to end the show with before the dive by St. Lucia, but I'm telling you guys just check out the rest of the songs. This is out of all the bands I've recommended. And there's been some great ones like hot leg, Chester French, uh, escort, this is the one I'm most excited for you guys to listen to, and I was going to hold off and wait till summertime, but I couldn't do it. Give it a listen. This is Before the Dive by St. Lucia. Let me know what you think. Enjoy. And if you want to let me know what you think, you can do that many ways by tweeting me on Twitter. Sir, um, just follow me at Malencamp, M-A-L-L-O-N-C-A-M-P. Like me on Facebook. Just search live at 605. 
You can email me at live at 605 at gmail.com. And you can check out the WordPress, which is live at 605.wordpress.com. You guys send me your questions, emails, comments, tweets, and I will read them on the podcast. And until next time, I'm your podcaster, John. Be easy.